Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Big Cass, my guy. Women's team played valiantly. Um, and obviously, they didn't get it done against, you know, Virginia Tech. Kudos to Virginia Tech. Once again, you know, somehow getting Ohio State. Um, but they fought really hard. The first half, I don't know if you watched much of the first half. First half was like one of the best shooting performances I've ever seen from both, from from any any collegiate game. The women were, they made everything. Taylor Mikesell, incredible performance. Um, but kudos to them, Cass. Yeah, I mean, I think they just ran out of steam. They played probably two of the toughest uh, first, uh, second and third round opponents in North Carolina and UConn. Um, they got the, uh, in my opinion, the program booster game out of the way by beating UConn. Um, I agree. Uh, when you force a team to that caliber uh, to 25 turnovers, that's unbelievable. And then just the way Cody McMahon has emerged into a star. I uh, just love watching her play basketball. She plays bully ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this offseason, if she could develop a, a three-point shot, whew, she could be, I'm Unreal. not saying Caitlin, Caitlin Carr good, but uh, she could really uh, put herself in that All-American status and – you know, Taylor Mike so in the against Virginia Tech, she struggled against UConn, but um she went out with the bang. You know, she yeah. I think she's the um outside there was a transfer por- a girl that entered the portal today. Um but outside of the rule players, uh we're only losing Taylor Mike so. Yeah. And that's no, a good problem to have. That's what I was gonna say, Cass. They're returning uh looks like three of their top four scores is gonna be obviously Cody McMahon's gonna be their number one. Uh, Taylor Thierry uh, also is going to return. She averaged 13 and a half. And then obviously JC Sheldon, who, you know, just said she's going to be coming back, uh, you know, not too long ago, just announced it, uh, averages 13.2. So that's a lot of production they're getting back. I think JC Sheldon coming back is huge just because she's the glue right now of this basketball team. And, and, you know, and of course you got Ricky Harris that'll come off the bench that if she could develop some sort of offensive game, Ohio State could really open up and especially the Big Ten because Indiana's losing players. Caitlin Carr is obviously going to be the first round draft pick in the WNBA. And it's just going to, in Maryland's going to be, Maryland's going to be Maryland. They're going to just keep reloading. But Ohio State really um, could open up for next year. I think the win against UConn has, like, again, is a program booster. And I think, um, the way Coach McGuff coached this year, you know, I was all, all I was on the fence about him, but he's really had brought some stability to this program, and I really like Coach McGuff. I mean, who else are we going to get? And you know, high state women's basketball, and you know, it's not really. It might be up there with lacrosse and uh, um, men's ice hockey to to how popular it is. But I really think. Um, it was really nice to see them make a run in the tournament. It would have been nice to see them get to the Final Four, uh, but they they pressed a little bit too much than I thought against Virginia Tech. 
they should have abandoned ship a lot sooner because um, I thought their half-court defense was great against Virginia Tech. It's just, again, they ran out of steam. I mean, I agree they did run out of steam. I'm trying to find the player on uh, Virginia Tech who, oh, I mean. I, the little I, point guard. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. When uh, it was early in the first quarter and she went down. What's her name? Amore. 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 Yeah. Georgia Amore. Yeah. And she's a monster, that girl. Um, when yeah. she went down, it, I thought she was like out for the season. They were like acting like she yeah. was done. Season ended injury might be out till next year, like getting carried off. She literally came back with in like three plays and just came out and just hit a three immediately. I think finished yep. with like 24 on the day. That was the difference right there, I think, in the game. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. And, um, which, which kind of stinks too. But I also, I also asked a buddy of mine, you know, we, you know, we were talking about it. And, you know, cause I think Ohio State women's basketball, this tournament, got a lot of viewers just because men's weren't playing and you know I know the men's tournament has been pretty good you know we got teams in there that's never won a national championship never won been in the final four but you know outside of UConn but like I feel like the women's tournament has been so much better in my opinion (laughs) this year I agree (laughs) that's just me but um like I think the I mean I think Man, I, I don't like the fact that we're going to see Caitlin Carr versus South. It's it's like against South Carolina in the first round. It's like watching Ohio State. It'd be like it's almost it's a women basketball equivalent of Ohio State playing Georgia in the Peach Bowl, like in the first round of the playoffs. Because the winner of that's going to win a natty. Yeah, the winner of that's going to win a natty. That's a great point. And I would say it's a little different tournament style at this point. Yeah, but, but, I mean, I would have rather seen Iowa be playing LSU and, you know, or LSU playing South Carolina and Iowa playing Virginia Tech. But, but then I, but then what, what What would happen, though, here, counterpoint, what happens if one of those teams upset gets upset? Then you don't get that matchup that you wanted the entire time. So you might as well just get it out of the way now and, let like, just, just, yeah. just be happy. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably be locked in Friday night watching it just to see Caitlin Carr. But, but again, going back to the Buckeye basketball Buckeyes, I proud of the you know proud of what the women's did, and they made a hell of a run. And can't wait to next year. I can't believe I, I'm saying this, but I'm really looking forward to Ohio State basketball all together next year. I agree. Great segue, uh, Cass. I don't know if you if you noticed the odds for Bronny James coming to Ohio State. Uh, he had, Ohio State has the best odds, plus one twenty five implied probability of forty four point four percent. Second is USC, plus two hundred thirty three point three three repeating percent. Of course, for implied probability, Oregon plus two twenty five thirty point eight percent, and then the field plus seven fifty eleven point eight percent. Interesting. Uh, if you, you watched last night too, Bronny did score 15 points in the McDonald's well, game. Fifth, we were talking about. They were this. all threes, but yeah, we were talking about this at work today. Uh, he had a shot 
to make a game-winning shot in the game, and he passed the ball up. And we we're all like, "Oh, so he's so he's he is his dad when it comes to uh, clutch clutch performances." I mean, he's he. I love how like immediately after the McDonald's game, he they upped his status to a five star. Like, I think a lot of it is his name and. Like a lot, I didn't watch it, but I just you know watching highlights and hearing. I'm like so on the fence about him. Yeah, he's he's the toughest like guy to evaluate. I feel like right, like it kind of it gives me Jeff Jordan vibes. I'm not saying that he's going to turn out like Jeff Jordan did, but like I I think how was the hype? Because you're good, like you you knew the hype because you were like you know watching sports a lot back when that was happening. What was his hype like, Jeff Jordan? Well, Jeff Jordan just – it's kind of a little bit like Bronny James. He was on the McDonald's All-American team. He was he was an average basketball player. He um, – he, at the time, Illinois was undefeated. Like, Ohio State just beat him. They just – national runner-up. And he just never saw the court. Like, the hype was – high school was there. And I feel like – he was, he was just shortly after LeBron James. Yeah, like I believe, mm-hmm. but like I get Jeff Jordan, a Jeff Jordan vibes out of this. But obviously, I think Bronny's a little bit better. But like, all I heard from people who watched this that game was Bron. They were highlighting Bronny James and no one else, and that's yeah, that's what. I got that vibe too. I I will say he's a very, for the most part, I think he's a really good shooter, a really good three shooter. I think he's a could be definitely a three and D guy in college at like easily. I just don't know if he'll ever be, you know. I think he'll be a very good college player. I don't know if he's going to be as good as his dad was in the like in the NBA. I, like I don't think he has the size his dad did or has. I just I feel like he he he's a different type of player. He's more guard. I think that's what he translates. Maybe like a, he could be a really good shooting guard one day. I don't see him being like a dominant like player like his dad though. But I see him being like a very good player. I I agree. I I don't. I he's obviously a one and done, and that's the problem. Yeah. At a, with him possibly going to Ohio State. Like, I see him, like, he'd be like a Jody Meeks in the NBA or some, someone right. random like that, yeah. like a good role player. The problem with Bronny James coming to Ohio State, right, we saw the – he reminds me of the position that Roddy Gale plays. You cannot not yeah. leave Roddy Gale off the court. You can't. And, and this is where I kind of, like – I'm on the fence if I want him or not because it's like if we get him who's entering the portal because I feel like somebody will well I think this is a good segue would you rather have Bryce Sensabaugh back I know he declared for the NBA draft but he can return you think he's gone would you rather have Bryce back or would you rather have Bronny probably Bryce, just because we already have that glue that just needs to be sealed together. Okay. Just because these guys have he's they've played with Bryce, and they can just get that glue to stick. I feel like they're the same. Like I feel like they're the same. They're both. 
they're going to be the same player effect wise, yeah. except Bronny would have the bigger hype. That's yeah. that's because I feel like Bronny, like he, and, if you watch through the game, he tries on defense. He's he hustles, but he's not. I don't think he's a great. I don't think he plays Big Ten defense. And, and Bronny will prevent the Orange Crush to take over Section Three Thirty One. Like, like Bronny, the, I I look at it this way. The the crowds that we got this year, times that by two or maybe three is what the crowds would be like. Because everybody will want to see Bronny James. You're talking hey. about like a, a random Tuesday night against Minnesota. Uh, no, let's 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 even go further. You're talking about a random – this could be another problem too. A ran, an early November Tuesday night against U, UNC Centerville or just, you know, yeah. like UNC Asheville. Like, UNC Centerville? <laughs> I, I don't know why I said Centerville, but <laughs> UNC Asheville, right? The pumpkins. UNC Centerville Pumpkins or whatever. We might be on to something there. I, I like it. University of something. What's N Columbus? Which, but it's not Ohio P- Dominican. Oh, Ohio Dominican. No. But like, all right, here's a good one. A, a random Tuesday night game against, you know, UNC Asheville or UNC Grand, Greensboro. One of those teams that, you know, non-conference teams that we play. You're talking. You're talking. Tickets will be thirty bucks for Upper Bowl just because Bronny James is on the basketball team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, it, the shot though that might be good though because then the shot will be rocking. So, I think I would rather have Bronny than Bryce. I I I think that's the argument we need. I mean, the tickets will be expensive, but plot twist: buy your tickets now while they're cheap. And then just sell them while they're expensive. Yeah, buy your season tickets now before he commits. And then those random weekday games? Sell. sell. I guarantee the Big Ten ACC challenge is no longer, right? What? I don't think they're playing the Big Ten ACC challenge anymore. Are you serious? I don't know. I might be wrong. I thought this year was last year. I'm looking at it. Oh my God! After a 23-year run, the Big Ten ACC Challenge will not take place after the 22-23 media media rights shakeup. ESPN ruined it. That's terrible. I ruined my night. Longer, the Big Ten will no longer be on ACC. I wonder if the Big Ten will do this. Big East challenge. That would be fun. So you're talking challenge. You're talking, okay, say if UConn wins the Natty. Say if UConn wins the national championship this year. The first annual Big big, Big Ten versus Big East challenge. Ohio State, just because they got Bronny James against the defending national champions, UConn Huskies in the shot. Or or newly hired head coach Rick Patino in the St. John Red Storm travel to Columbus 
to take on the Ohio, Ronnie James and the Ohio State Buckeyes with Gus Johnson and Jimmy Jackson. I'd pay for that. I would. That'd be a good game. That'd Think about the storylines about that game. That'd be a blast. It <laughs> would be a blast. Would be a blast. Which, did you see VCU's head coach signed with Penn State? I did. I feel bad for the Penn State fans. Sorry, AP, my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they, he, I just feel bad that their coach, you know, they had a great year. And you can make the argument. They might have been an Elite Eight Final Four team. They beat Texas, and they held on there. So I heard someone making that argument a couple days ago, and I was like, eh, might be on yeah. something. Yeah. But, I mean. Losing your coach to Notre Dame, that's tough. <laughs> It is, but Notre Dame is also a better job than Penn State basketball basketball wise. See, they're debating this. They would like because uh, Penn State's, I think, willing. Notre Dame has more resources and absolutely can be a better job. But I feel like Penn State is more willing to try to make their team better. Yeah, but they've been through a lot of coaches in the last ten years. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, ten years ago, eleven years ago, John John Deeler hit three three ten three pointers in their arena. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're all so far away from <laughs> too, so. I mean, we haven't made a Sweet Sixteen since two thousand thirteen. Hey, there's hope, Buckeye Nation, because I want I want to bring this up because I was looking at this last night. So obviously we know Chris Holtman, no Sweet Sixteens, came close to winning the Big Ten like twice, once in the tournament, once in a regular season. I want I want I want to give you this coach's resume though, Cass. I'm and here, you, and then you tell me, you know, once it starts getting good and stuff, we can. Tell me if you would fire him. Uh, so his first season, he was 8-21, and 21, 11th in the conference. Second season, 9-19, and 19, 12th in the conference. Third season, 4-13, 12th in the conference. Um, fourth season, 15-16, 11th. Fifth season... They broke through twenty-one and eleven. They made the, they just made the tournament. Lost first game. Uh, so we're at one, two, three, four, five. And his sixth season, he was twenty-four and fifteen. Nit runner-up. Seventh season, he made the elite eight. They are twenty-eight and eight. <laughs> and then he, you know, he ended up this man. This man still coaching. Um, he ended up winning a national championship, so he, he's a good coach. Tom Izzo. No. Oh. <laughs> Jay Wright. No. No one in the Big Ten. <laughs> Bill Self. N- no, you're not. I don't. You're not. I don't think you're going to get this. But like, I feel coach like Holtman could kind of be like this if. It, like, if you give a guy long enough, this shows you if you give a guy long enough, he's going to probably win something. Coach K? No. Damn. Oof. Roy Williams? 
I'm way off, ain't I? It's like it's like right in front of you, I feel like, but you're way off. What conference? I feel like that would give it away. Probably not. It's a pa- it's a power five. Power five. I'll say it's a power five. It's not like a big East school. It's a it's a power five football conference. Power five football conference. So back twelve, big twelve. ACC, SEC. John Calipari. No. No, because he went from UMass. Man. I'll, I'll also read this guy's accomplishments. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's made the tournament 10 times. He's won a national championship. He's won an NIT championship, uh, and he's been to the, let's see. He's been to the Elite Eight three times. And has won his conference's regular season twice. Has not won the conference tournament. And he's coaching. Same he's, program. He's been at the same program? Same program. Wow. Let me know when you give up. Yeah, I give up. It is, and this is someone who, you know, Holtman could be, I think, if we give him time now. Just based on this, Scott Drew Baylor. Oh, my Lord. Right? I don't know how you didn't get that. Oh. It's not, it's not a, it's 9.15 at night. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. But it just goes to show you, I mean, his first, you know, Six six years were not good. Holtman's have been much better, and that man, you know, he's been he's been with Baylor since what is it, two thousand three? He's been there twenty yeah. years, and he eventually won a national championship. I do think if you give Holtman a, t- a m- amount of time like that, he I feel like you have to win it. <laughs> I feel like it'd be almost impossible not to with Ohio State's resources. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. You, I mean, eventually you've. It's like Ryan Day. You eventually gotta gotta win one with these great quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's a fact, man. Uh, speaking of Ryan Day, spring football's you know full in swing. You wanted to touch upon you know some spring updates, Cass. I know you had some good updates for everyone, so I'll let you start it, man. Well, um, football. Just because you know I'm a I'm a nerd <laughs> when it comes to Ohio State football and you know, but anyways, their first uh, spring scrimmage came out and um, office. This was the this was the starting defense um, this week. Uh, let's see here at defense at defense vans. It was JTT Jack Sawyer. Obviously, they're going to start and in the fall as well. But interesting enough, it was Michael Hall and Tyleek Williams as the two D tackles. 
Uh, Ty I Hamilton. love it. Yeah, Ty Hamilton was rotating in with the ones as well. I like that too. Um, obviously, with Tommy Eichenberg having surgery on his wrist, he's out. Uh, so it was Steel Chambers and um, Cody Simon at the linebacker positions. Gabe Powers and C.J. Hicks were at the twos, um, which I to the point right now, those two have to play. I think you're going to see a lot more rotation this year, I you'd almost think. But interesting to obviously the safeties, this, the corners were <laughs> Davis and Igamonsu. And um, uh, Denzel Burke, which right now what I've been hearing outside the defensive line, those two guys have been the MVPs of spring on the defensive side of the ball. And then the interesting the interesting thing with Jordan Hancock and Jair, uh, I think it's Jair Brown rotating at the twos. Um, but interesting to note that Josh Proctor, Cam Martina, and, and Lathan Ransom were the starting safeties but Sonny Styles and Jaha Carter and Kai Stokes were the twos, but but what's expected is Jaha Carter and Sonny Styles to replace Cam Martinez and Josh Proctor by the end of spring and by fall. Too many safeties, man. Too many safeties. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a good thing, but it's like there's like yeah. they're, they're saying like there's like five starting safeties or like, it's just too many safeties. Too many. Sa- just I think. I think, like, what they're saying is Josh Brockers is a six-year senior. We already know what we're going to get out of him. And Sonny Styles is the type of player who was 17 years old playing against the number one team in the country in the Peach Bowl and was played pretty well. So the fact that he's running right now currently with the twos is just to say we're going to throw Proctor out there just to keep them here. That's that's my take on it. Like a respect thing. I, I feel that. Yeah, but like, I mean, obviously, Jahad Carter, they didn't bring Jahad Carter not to start. I mean, come on. I agree. I think, I mean, Carter, um, Igbus, Igbito Son and Carter, I think, are such big, big additions. Yeah, his name yeah. is so hard to pronounce. Yeah, Davis Igamonsoon. Yeah. I've been hearing that. Igamonsoon has been making Denzel Burke so much better, and that's a great thing. He 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 just looks like a natural court. Like his hips are fluid. He run he 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 like he doesn't panic when the ball's in the air. And he's six two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, of course, Jordan Hancock playing that other corner. I I mean, but I just cor- what I've been hearing. He struggled a little bit in the scrimmage, and they said uh, Jair Brown looked pretty decent too. I've been hearing that too. Jair Brown has lo- Jair Brown. I think is going to definitely play a big role this year. I think yeah. he is definitely the third corner worst case. Yeah. Um, offensively, Josh Fryer, Donovan Jackson, Matthew Jones are locks, like mm-hmm. locks. Um, there's and Carson it- Hensman has been the guy that. Justin Fry and other Buckeye coaches have been raving about, and they said he's really pulled away from the competition at center, which is a great thing. That's, I mean, that's what you want to hear too. Just a random young guy stepping up to be the center. That's exciting. That's really exciting and great for the program. Yeah. And then Zen Mikowski and Tegra Tejaboa, who's also a freshman rotating in at that right tackle at the ones. um, And what I was was thinking here, 
Well, I was thinking here between the both of them cast, take from Tegra and Zen. It's not the worst thing in the world, I think, if either of them, if they, if they, if they both start a couple games here and there. I'm honestly kind of in the favor of it. Maybe mix and match them the first couple weeks against well, non-conference guys before obviously Notre Dame. See, see what they got. I mean, I think that should be a battle going into the season, and we need a, we, we're going to need a spare regardless. When obviously, obviously Tegra, Tegra, and Zen are going to be the backup left tackle as well. Um, as, as well, if like say something happens to Josh Fryer, but also too, yeah. when we get big run packages. Pegra and Zen are going to play in that spot with, you know, obviously, and then they have uh, Kate Stover and Joe Royer as the two tight ends, and mixing in with G. Scott Jinger. I mean, we're loaded at tight end, uh, running back. Obviously, we're at Chid Trainum and Dallin Hayden right now, but it, all signs are pointing to Travion and Mayan. But it, the interesting thing is. How do they keep Dallin Hayden happy once Evan Pryor comes back? Um, do they? It, it's going to be very interesting. With the I, I, I feel like, and this is no knock on Mayan Williams. I feel like if Dallin, if Mayan Williams left and went pro, I feel that Dallin Hayden would be able to. We'd be able to keep him happier, better, longer um, this year, just because he could rotate with Trey, um, and then obviously I, we'll give special packages to Evan Pryor. It's going to be really interesting this fall the, once fall hits. The best players are going to play Cass, and all, like Hayden's beefed up, he looks good. I, I don't have sympathy though for the guy. I I, I don't like. It, he he played so much his freshman year. He had a role. He got plenty of touches. There's no reason to be upset. Just go out and just play. If you're better than Travion, you're better than mine. Like you go out and earn it. Like I, I think I think he can get just as many touches. He just has to you know make sure he doesn't fumble and just continue to gain trust with the coaching staff. And I think he could honestly have a big year too. Yeah, and all obviously the big story right now uh, before we get into it is. Well, we're running out of time here. We got only a couple minutes left. But uh, Carnell Tate losing his black stripe, fastest player in the history of the tradition. Signs point to me if Jaden Ballard and Carnell Tate continue to boost it, we're going to see a six man rotation at wide receiver. And, um, I mean, how many thousand fun. yard receivers do you think we would have? I think two, just two. Buka, um, Harrison Jr. Yes. Um, also, I take the quarterback position as Kyle McCord's to lose. He's taken right. every rep with the ones, and he was a little shaky the first half of practice. But first play, first play of the second half of the scrimmage was a sixty yard bomb to Jaden Ballard. Also, so, so he just has such a good relationship with the Day family. People forget that. Like he's very, like he's very friendly with like Day's son. Like they're best yep. of buds. It looks like on Instagram and stuff. So just that connection to that family, like that friendship connection. I think that's might be the X factor right here, Cass. Yep. And I think, I think, and they said that he, they said that uh, Devin Brown didn't look bad, but. Kyle McCord just looks they they say they look much more gelled. I agree. I agree. And it's no knock on Devin Brown. Um 
That's so all much I really for, got. So much for that Taylor Lewan has been hearing great vibes out of Columbus. So when a Michigan man is saying that, watch out. At least we're not dumb enough to put a stomped flag in the in a museum. I agree. I was about as we as we wrap up. I just want to say, Michigan, you're soft for doing that. Uh, Oklahoma didn't even do that. So you're that state up north is pathetic. Um, just you know, just keep 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 feeding us, keep feeding us the bulletin board material because um, in a you know a couple months it's happening. So just uh-huh. you know, be wary of that. But that's all I got today, Cass. That's all I have. So. As always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.